Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. One of the things that supposedly sets us apart, as a matter of fact, more than supposedly, most of the time it does from the rest of the animal kingdom is the way we care for our children. You see, we human beings, as you know, when our babies are born, they're completely helpless. Without us, they could never survive. They can't exist on their own. A baby deer, as soon as it's born, can walk, and it's not very long before it can run. Yes, it needs its mother, but it has some ability to care for itself. Yet human children do not begin that way. It takes them a while to even learn that they exist, to learn how to walk eventually, to learn how to talk. And when they learn, boy, do they talk. And they need us for a long period of time because of the fact that in the society we live, particularly here in the USA, We don't have an agrarian society where children had to learn how to work on the farm at ages four or five or six, where the country boys could drive the tractors by the times they were seven or eight. We live mostly in an urban culture where our children don't learn those kind of responsibilities early. And we, as parents, have the responsibility to teach them as much as we possibly can about life, not just how to walk and how to talk, although that's important. But to let them know that we are there for them, that we care about them, and yet we are failing, and failing in a big, big way. Hi, my name is Dr. Joe Beam. This program is a program we do about marriage, but also about other aspects of the family. It's sponsored by Marriage Helper. That is a 501c3 nonprofit based out of Middle Tennessee. We work all across America and have worked with couples from all parts of the world. We, every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Central Time in America, do this program live. Occasionally it's recorded, but almost always live. And typically we ask people to call in about the topic we're discussing that day. And quite often the people have questions that they wish to ask, and we answer those as best we can. Tonight I'm going to change that just a little. First, let me tell you what's going to be happening next Tuesday night when there's not all the other things going on, like, you know, a presidential election. Next Tuesday night, my special guest is going to be Coy Walters from the Newburgh, Indiana area. He is the head of a counseling center up there and has been a dear, dear friend of mine for many, many years. Sometimes Coy helps me actually do our workshop called Marriage Helper 911. It's a three-day intensive workshop we do for marriages in crisis. We, by the grace of God, have an extremely high success rate with that workshop in helping people to solve their problems and save their marriages. Three out of four couples that come to the workshop actually turn their marriages around and make them good again. If you want to know more about that, you can check our website, Marriage Helper, that's Marriage Help E-R, MarriageHelper.com. In addition to helping me with a workshop, Coy also made it clear to me not long ago when we were talking that he knew about something particularly that's of great value to anyone in this culture, and particularly for those who are standing for their marriages while the other spouse does not want to be married anymore. 
you may have heard us talk about on this program before, a thing called mindfulness. And when we talk about mindfulness, it was an idea of how do you keep yourself from ruminating, having those same thoughts going in your head over and over and over again that just about drive you crazy, worrying about this and what's going to happen about that. But instead, to have a positive mind about it so that we can function better in life. And if we indeed do have a chance to save our marriages, that we'll do the right things rather than doing the wrong things because our rumination leads us not to think as clearly as we should. And so Coy let me know not long ago that he can teach us a system. As a matter of fact, it didn't originate with him, but he knows how to use it and use it extremely well. This thing has had over 300 studies done on it. It's been around since the 1970s. And it's a process that you can use to stop the rumination, to stop driving yourself crazy, thinking about all the problems. Now, definitely, because we work with marriages in crisis, it, it applies to that, but to any kind of stress that you're dealing with, which can hurt you not only mentally, but also emotionally, even physically and spiritually. And so next Tuesday evening, I believe that will be the 15th of November, 2016. Coy will join me on this program. We'll talk about that and take your calls toward the end. Now, tonight, I've advertised this program as being kids whose parents either split up or who are fighting. And these kids are asking, what about me? You know they're thinking it, even if they don't say it out loud. What about me? Does anyone care about my hurt, my fear, my future? I remember sitting at a table for lunch one day after a church service where I spoke with some people and a lady that I've known for many years when I started talking about the fact that, that when parents divorce, it's not unusual at all. As a matter of fact, it often happens that the kids wind up thinking somehow it's my fault that I did this, even though we know that's not the case. And this woman I've known for years who was sitting there having dinner with us or lunch with us, I guess it was, she finally spoke up and said, you know, when my parents divorced, I felt that very same thing. And so what about me is actually the name of a new department for our marriage helper, 501 non, uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization. And it's going to be specifically aimed at helping kids whose parents are fighting, divorcing or divorced, and for kids who perhaps have lost a parent or parents to death, kids who are being raised by grandparents or aunts and uncles, and at the same time, it's going to be aimed at adults who care about these children and really want to help them. Now, it's not quite ready, but it will be very soon. It's going to be, what about me? That's the name of it. What about me? And, and the things we have for the kids will be primarily in apps because that's how, that's how they primarily use the Internet. And the things for adults will be on the websites with videos teaching you all kinds of things, for example, such as how to do play therapy with a young child and help that child deal with his or her fear or anger or frustration. And so tonight on this program, what we're doing is asking people to call and tell us your stories about what happened when you were a child that your parents either fought a lot or they divorced or they separated a lot or an affair took place that really affected your marriage, uh, affected your family in a bad way, how it affected you then and how it affects you now. Now, if you're under 18 and you wish to call in, be sure to have one of your parents right next to you because I'll need to ask him or her if they give permission for you to speak to me 
for a couple of reasons. One is this thing goes all over the world. And secondly, be aware that if you talk to me tonight, I'm going to be taking your quotes. We're going to be recording this, as we always do, but understand that tonight we're going to be doing something different with those recordings that we typically don't do, and that is we'll be taking quotes from here and there, not real long quotes, but quotes from here and from there, and we're going to be using those to help kids. You say, how in the world can you use my story, my quotes, to help kids? Well, in many, many ways, more than I want to take time to describe because I'd rather get to the callers. But trust me, we help each other by sharing our experiences, and we'll take quotes from your experience, sometimes to help parents understand what's going on, sometimes to help kids understand how adults think about it later, sometimes to help people decide whether they want to be part of that thing that we do for kids when they hear these quotes about, wow, you're telling us the truth, those pains don't exist just during their childhood. Those pains exist for years afterwards. So please be aware, when I take your call tonight, we'll be recording you as we always do. It'll be available on the internet as it always is, but I'm specifically telling you that we are going to use it in a way to help other people. And so you may hear these quotes on our websites. You may hear these quotes in other ways that we use, but all of it always always to help kids in the problems that they have. All right, so now we're going to go to the first caller. This is area code 973. Hello, 973. You're on the air. Hi, Dr. Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well, and how are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Do you have a story for us about how your parents' divorce or fighting or separation affected you? Yes, my my parents, when I grew up, they they didn't really have a relationship with each other. My father was involved in his own activities and his own hobbies, and he was absent most of the time. He was a good provider. He provided mm-hmm. everything we needed, but he never never showed me any affection. I, I never got a hug or a kiss from him. Wow. Never showed me any love, and he was gone on the weekends. And, and my, my mother was bitter, and, you know, they didn't really fight a lot, but they didn't connect. They didn't show any love to each other. And I, I think that it has hurt me with my relationships now with my wife and my children. And well, let me ask a couple I, of I questions about that, if please. How did it affect you then when you were a child? I was very good in school and I basically became an underachiever. Uh-huh. I, I just did what I needed to do to get by and, mm-hmm. you know, I got into college and everything, but I, I never applied myself. And, and I didn't have any – and I didn't um, didn't have a lot of friends. I, okay. I spent a lot of time by myself. Did you feel ever that your father truly loved you? Um, I, I don't think that he knew how to love me. And I, it, I guess back then I, I didn't feel loved, no. Okay. And so you say it affects you now in your adult life with your with your wife and your children. In what way? I I have trouble expressing my emotions in, in the proper fashion. I grew up with a mother who was who wanted a close family and she didn't get that with her husband. And so she was bitter and, and you know, um depressed I guess. And and you know, that affected us as children and, and I, I don't know, I 
sometimes resort to some of the things that she does, the passive-aggressive behavior, and I have to check myself with that. I understand. And how does that affect your wife or your children? How do they react? It, it's, I don't think that they connect as well with me as they could. Um, mm-hmm. I schedule time to be with them. I show them a lot of affection, particularly because my father never really did it to me. But it's it's sort of like my wife does things with them and plans things with them, and I can come along, but I, I always feel like the outsider. Ah. I'm so sorry. And if I may ask, how old are you now, sir? I'm 47. 47. And if I may ask, how old are your children? They're 10 and 8. 10 and 8. Boys, girls? I, I have uh, an older boy and an actually um, twin 8-year-olds, a boy and a girl. Wow. Okay. And so you, and I realize that you're, you're being very open and very honest and transparent, and I appreciate that very much. But at the same time, you're accepting responsibility for the fact that I need a better relationship with my children, even though I love them very much. But I think what happened with my parents back when I was a kid made it where that I don't quite know how to do that. Is that, is that what you're saying or am I saying it wrong? Yes, yes, I, I would say that. And I would say that I really didn't learn, I guess, how to be a father. I didn't learn how to be a man because I, I didn't have that role model that, that – and, and, I, and I don't have that now. I, I, I have to look to other people. I can't look to my father because he's not, he's there. He's there. He's just, he's not, that he can't help me. Right. I understand. Are you, uh, and I'm, I'm asking a question that I think I already know the answer to. Do your children feel that they love you, that, that you love them? Yes. Yes. My, my children Good. feel that I love them and, and they love me, but it's it's hard to make the positive memories that you need to make all the time. I I, I don't see that I'm able to do that, and that's my job, really. I need Mm -hmm. to make those positive, joyful, special moments with them, and and I think that I'm not really helping their self-esteem as much as I could. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, I am so impressed with your openness. As soon as we get this program ready to go, and and we're getting closer and closer all the time, it'll be what about me? The sections in there for parents, there'll be sections in there that'll help you do what you want to do for these kids. I can hear the love in your voice for your children. At the same time, I can hear you wanting to be able to give them more, and you want to have that equipping that you didn't get from your own dad. And so, my friend, this new project is for people just like you and for kids just like yours. Not because you're divorced, but because of the fact that you have been affected by divorce. And, of course, it'll also be for kids whose own parents are divorcing. I mean, that'll be a part of it. But the story that you're telling me now even motivates me, and and I'm sure as our team hears it, it'll motivate them even more to do what we're trying to do to help. Because I hear the pain, but I also hear the love. You're a good guy, aren't you? I try to be. You sound to me like you're a good man. Thank you, John. I love what you do, too. Thank you very much. And be aware, and and it's okay with you, I have to get your verbal consent that we can use sections of what you just said and the various things we're going to do to help kids. Is that what you're giving? Okay, thank you, my friend. May God be with you and have a good evening, okay? Good night, Joe. Thank you. Okay, you're very welcome. I don't know 
<laughs> I don't know how sometimes I can actually be in this business because my heart breaks. Sometimes it feels like every day, like for the man I just talked to at area code 973 is a uh, Newark, New Jersey code. Of course, in this day and time, people move a lot. So I don't know that he's in New Jersey, but I heard the pain in his voice. I heard the love in his voice. Why, why then do, do I stay in this? And why do the people who work with me stay in this? I'll tell you why, because that man loves his kids and he wasn't equipped. And so we're going to do our best with the experts that we're working with and putting together the teams that we're pulling from everywhere to help parents, to help people just like him be a better blessing to his own children and help heal some of that pain, some of that pain from his past. Now, I know there's a lot more people out there with stories like that, and you understand what we're trying to do tonight. I apologize that, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, Joe, I want to call and ask my questions tonight. And I'm, I'm really not trying to ignore your questions. I'm really not. But this is so important and crucial to us right now. They'll ask again if you call. I'm asking people to call me tonight and tell the story about how your parents' problems affected you then and how it affects you now. And again, I'll say this one more time. If, if you're young and want to call, we'd love to hear from you. Just make sure that you have a parent beside you who can give verbal permission for us to use the quotes from you. And now we're going out to California. I think this is Long Beach, area code 714. Hello, 714. You're on the show. Hi, Joe. It's Jolene and James. Yes, I am so glad Hello. that you called. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi. Hey. Okay. Now, Jolene, I, I need to ask you this. I mean, I know that you've already told me in print, uh, and that for those of those listening, Jolene and James both talked to me a few weeks ago, but I didn't on that program make it very clear that everything we were recording could be used in other places to help. And so I actually contacted her today by uh, Facebook and told her what I'm doing and asked for permission. So Jolene, just to make sure we cover the, uh, the bases here, not the I's and cross the T's, may we use what you and what James says tonight? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jolene, let's start with you. And, and by the way, you, do you prefer James or prefer Jimmy or what do you prefer? Um, I don't care. It's whatever you want to call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really want to call you the name that you're most comfortable with because I have been calling you James and one of our interactions with your mom, she referred to you as Jimmy. So I want to use whatever you like best, my friend. Um, you know, you can just go with yep. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll go with Jimmy. All right. So Julie, let's start with you. As I recall, your parents had problems, correct? Um, yes. Um, okay. My parents were married about uh, 10 years, I was, I, and I was about 10, 9, 10 years old, um, and they split up, um, and I, I took it extremely hard. I have a younger sister, two years younger than me, and mm-hmm. we, we were visiting my dad. It seemed like forever, but I don't really think it was you know, maybe a matter of maybe a couple of months. But my dad was staying with my, my aunt at that time when my parents split up. Mm-hmm. And it was it was awful. I hated it. Um, you know, it's, to go from having your daddy there single night mm-hmm. when you come home from school and he comes home from work and we all have dinner together and all of a sudden he's not there anymore, um, it was horrible for me. Can you um, describe remember, some of the... Oh, 
Can you describe, describe some of the emotions you felt? Yes. Um, I was most definitely sad. I was afraid. Um, I know what, that... What were, what were you afraid okay. of? What were you afraid of? Um, I was afraid of losing my family. I was afraid of not having my dad there because I can't speak for boys, and I'm sure it's the same, but, like, for little girls, I feel um, having your dad there in your life every single day, every moment of your day is so important. I mean, even at um, 49 years old, yes, I just said how old I am, (laughs) even at 49 years old, I still want to, like, crawl up on my daddy's lap sometimes and just say, Daddy, you know, take care of me, hold me. So um, I was I was scared. I was afraid of not having my dad there. Um, mm-hmm. I I was afraid of my family not being, you know, my my comfort and my security. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I was only ten years old. And um, I will I will say, from from my parents' sake, my mom never really talked bad about my dad at all. Mm-hmm. So that was a good thing. And my dad didn't talk bad about my mom, but my mm-hmm. dad was super sad. Like, he would cry right in front of me and my sister at the drop mm-hmm. of a hat. Um, but I was going to say that when, after, after you know, several, I think several weeks or several months, however long the first separation was, um, my the most amazing and profound day to me, even even to this day, was the day when we were visiting my dad at my aunt's house where he was staying, and he pulled me and my sister aside, and he said, your mom said I can come home. And again, I was 10 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm 49 now, and that truly was the most amazing happiest moment of my entire life. Hmm. However, um, we, you know, went, went on with our family. My dad came back home. We were together again for a period of time. Um, and then there was, you know, my mom, for whatever reason, decided that she just didn't want to be with my dad anymore. And then it became permanent. Oh. And, you know, my dad had to basically leave because my mom pretty much kicked him out. Um, and not to say that my dad, you know, my dad wasn't a weak man. Um, it just was, he was afraid to fight because my dad's a lover, not a hater. So, um, you know, because of because of his his softness, it, it allowed for my mom to have what she desired, which was to be not with him anymore. Okay. And, um, oh, go ahead. Yes. So how does that affect you today? Oh, well, it's funny you say that because my entire life since then, I've always been that kind of person up until um, this whole fiasco that happened in my life. Um, I was always kind of like the person that wanted to appease everybody. I wanted everybody to um, 
to like me. And is that because so you were afraid would... of? Is that because you were afraid of being abandoned? Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And um, and I hated that. I, I as an adult, I hated that feeling, and um, still feel it now. I mean, my you know, with the holidays coming up, this is like the worst time of year for me, because not only do I have my parents, you know separated, living in different cities, and I have to figure out how I'm going to accommodate both of them without hurting either one of their, their you know, without hurting their feelings. Um, now, I have to put into the equation, this is my son's life. And when I was a kid, and I was going through this, I swore up and down, I promised myself I would never, ever do this to my kid. And here I am. And it really, uh, it torments me, to be honest with you, um, because he's going to have to face this for the rest of his adult life. And thinking about my grandbabies, my grandbabies are going to have to go through that. Do we go to, you know, grandpa's house? Do we go to grandma's house? Do we go to, you know, great grandma's house? Do we go to great grandpa's house? It's, it's just, um, it's an ugly, ugly cycle. Hmm. It really and, is. Uh, it is. And I just, I, I wish there was something I can do to stop it. Because it's not right. I'm sorry? I didn't hear. I said, I wish there was something I can do to stop it because it's not right. Oh, well, I know that you have tried really hard. And, you know, for those who are listening, Jolene has been in our online program for a while. And so I've gotten to know a little about her. I'm, I'm telling you that this fine lady and she is a fine, fine woman has done uh, many, many things to do the right thing. Sometimes the other person just takes a long time to come around. And unfortunately, sometimes they don't, but I'm telling you that I'm proud of you. And I, because of my faith, I truly believe that, that good things will come to you and to Jimmy because you both have been so strong in doing what's right. So is it okay now if I switch over and ask Jimmy some questions? Oh, totally. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Jimmy, hey. tell us, tell everybody how old you are, young man. I'm 13 years old. 15 years old. Okay. And uh, yes, 13. I, I'm sorry? 13. 13? Yeah. Okay. See, the problem you have is you're 13 and have great ears. I'm not 13 and I don't have great ears, so I apologize, Jimmy. I don't hear as well as I should. Okay. So I know that your dad has left. Can you tell us without, and I know that you don't want to throw your dad under the bus, and I'm not asking you to do that at all, but can you tell us a little bit about, just a little bit about what's going on with your dad? Um, yeah, currently right now, um, he's, it's, not it looks like I don't wanna say this but it looks like it's kinda of going into his favor currently. And what does that mean? But the with attorney stuff and and uh the divorce. Okay, so he is in the process of divorcing your mother. Is he involved with somebody else? Um, yes. Okay. Now, can you tell us how this is affecting you? 
yeah, it's it's really tough. It's sad and makes me angry at him for doing this because when I saw when I was younger, I thought that my parents would never split up and we always live in a good family because when I was younger, that actually kind of was the case. So. And what kind of values did your dad teach you about marriage or family? Um, basically that he, he leans on the more worldly point of view. So basically what he's saying is, what I feel like he's saying is it's okay to leave your spouse if you're not, if you don't love them anymore and it's okay to go cheat. Mm-hmm. And is that the kind of things he taught you when you were younger or was the message different then? The message was different then because there wasn't necessarily much going on back then, but I would say for the most part, yeah, he was teaching me a more moral Christian mm-hmm. view, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so what he taught you when you were younger, he's now living in contradiction to is what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so you've already talked about feeling angry and those kinds of things. What, what other emotions, Jimmy, do you feel? Sadness. Um, confusion. Is it affecting you in any other way, like at school or with your friends or anything like that? Um, well, it's actually kind of, I don't want to say this, but it's actually kind of pulled me away from God, too. Because of the fact of how angry I've been. I, I can understand that, my friend. So yeah. when when you feel that pulling away from God, that anger, do you talk to God about that? No, not, not really. I kind of okay. regret that. Well... I might suggest that to you. I think you're extremely mature for your age. And and maybe sometime yeah. I think I'm quite convinced that God God's a big boy. He he can handle it when we tell him what we're feeling and how angry we are and upset and those kinds of things. So when we talked last, you were talking more in terms of how that you were clinging more to God. Has that changed or is it kind of going one way and then the other? Um no, I'm still Coming back to God, I've been reading my Bible every single day now as much as I can, like at school, and I do sometimes at home. I like, I want to go to church every weekend now, and I like to, um, I want to start listening more to Christian music. So So you've turned... Well, okay, I understand. I understand the anger, the frustration. I understand all that. Also, the seeking for God, I understand that. So, Jimmy, at this point in your life, at 13, what do you think about marriage? Um, I think it's a God-given thing. And then I I don't want to be like my dad and think, oh, it's okay to leave your spouse after a few years when you're not 
into them anymore and you go find someone else, I think it's a lifelong thing. You're committed to it once you marry. Good for you, young man. I was impressed with you the last time I talked to you and impressed with you again this evening. I also realized I, I sent Jimmy some of my books just to let him know how much I appreciated him being on the program a few weeks ago. And I realized, Jimmy, that I, there was one book I didn't send you. It's called Fantastic Families. It's based on research that's been going on since 1975 about what makes a strong family. Now, I'm not sending it to you to make you feel bad because things aren't going the way they should right now. But I'd like to send you that book as well, if you'll allow, because it'll show you some things that you and your mom can do to become stronger and stronger together and to help you when you finally do decide somewhere down the line to marry. And uh, tell you what, I'm already convinced that uh, whoever that young lady is going to be is a very blessed young lady because I think you're an awesome young man. Thank you. Um, yeah, we did get your books. Okay. So thank well, you I'm for gonna... sending those to us. Well, you're very welcome. I'm sorry it took so long when you're so busy around here and I travel so much. But we've got to order this other book. We're out of it. But when it comes, I'm going to send it to you and your mom, okay? Okay. Um, could I ask you to pray for us, please? Yes. Would you like me to do it right now? Um, sure. Father in heaven, you know how hard that Jolene has tried doing all the things that she knows to do to put this marriage back together. Father, I, I don't think my sister Jolene is perfect because I've not met a perfect person yet, but I think I know her well enough to know her heart. And I am impressed with and touched by her heart. So I imagine, Father, you are too. No, I know I'm not you. You see things that I can't even begin to imagine. But based on the fact that as a human being, I see this in this family with her and Jimmy, I know that you see much, much more. God, uh, bring obstacles into Jimmy's dad's life to prevent this divorce from happening. Please bring obstacles between him and this other person that he's involved with. God, do you understand Jimmy's hurt and Jolene's hurt? And I pray with all my faith and all my heart that not that you just miraculously remove that hurt because I know that each of them will grow and learn by it and become better people, but that you will heal their hurt and that you bring great blessings to Jolene. She's only 49 years old, Father. She's got a lot of time left on this planet probably, so I know that because of her faithfulness, you can bless her, and I ask you to do that right now. Bless her beyond measure. Bless her as a mother to Jimmy and Forgive me, Father, I'm just not sure if there's other kids there or not. I know I've talked to Jimmy, but bless all of them if they are. And, and bring into her life the peace and happiness that she deserves. And Father, for Jimmy, thank you for his faith. Thank you for the fact that he's drawing near to you. I know you understand his frustrations and his anger and wondering how in the world can my dad go from teaching me one thing to living a completely different lifestyle altogether. I, that would confuse me, Father, even at my age, if my father were still alive. And I know it's confusing my young friend, my young brother, Jimmy. So heal him too, Father. And already, Father, prepare some wonderful young woman out there who will be loving and faithful and understanding and compassionate and develop Jimmy that he too will develop all of those things in himself so that finally when they do come together, that even though we know that there's no such thing as a perfect marriage, it'll be a good one a strong one. And if you bless them with children, bless them bountifully. 
give Jolene those grandchildren and great-grandchildren that she thinks about and talks about. Father, we know that you're there, and we know that you do amazing things. And I ask this as a follower of your son, Jesus, in his name, with great faith. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for calling. And I'll, I'll, as soon as we get that book in, Jimmy, it's coming to you, okay? Okay. Thank All you, right. Joe. Thank you. Thank You're you. very welcome. Thank, right. thank both of you for calling. Oh, it just breaks my heart. And now, let's see, we're going to go to a different area code here. I think this one is up in Seattle. This is area code 360. Hello, 360. You're on the air. Hello? Are you there? Hello? Yes, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm sorry? Um, Yes, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Do you have a a story Um, for us about this tonight? Yes, I do. Um, My mom and dad were divorced when I was three years old, and because my mom was unfaithful, my dad got three of us and Mm -hmm. to be mom and dad. But I always felt like there was something missing and that there was something something wrong with me because I don't know, I I just wasn't like the other kids. I, I didn't know what was going on um at school as as much as I could have had my mom been involved. And uh and then you growing you, up mm-hmm, what's that? You said you were about three um, or four when that happened? Yeah, I was three. Do you can you remember any of the emotions you felt? Um, left out. Um, I, like something was missing and I just, I just wanted somebody to love me for who I was. And I, um, I tried to please my mom and dad. Um, they didn't argue, but my grandmother and my dad very vehemently argued and it was ugly. And, uh, it just it just wasn't a fun place to be in the middle of. <laughs> I'm sure. And how did it affect you as you started growing up, going through you know preteens and adolescence? How did it affect you then? Um, I just wanted to be loved for me. I mean, yes, I wanted to please people. I still like to please people. I love to see people happy and and try to cheer their day up. Um, selfishly, I just I just wish somebody else would do that for me. Hmm. So, did you feel like that you, in a way, kind of had to learn, uh, kind of had to earn people's love? Um. Yeah. Yeah. My husband was actually the one that led me to Christ. I got baptized two weeks after we were married. And then four years ago, found out that he was seeing somebody else. Hmm. We're still together, um, but it's it's just it, it's hard because I still try to please him. I still love him. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the person and hating the sin. <laughs> I understand. But you know, how do you put a price tag on on something like? I mean, he led me to Christ. He gave me that. 
Mm-hmm. And and I want to I want to see him come back. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to remind myself. Because as you know, it's not easy sometimes. I do know that. Do you have children? Yes, they're all grown. Okay, but how is this affecting them? Only two of them know, and they're hurt. I haven't told the other two just because I haven't felt it right. Mm-hmm. Are you, by any chance, a member of our online Save My Marriage course? I am, and I'm going through it for the second time, and I truly appreciate what you have there and on the website also. That's Good. the only thing that's gotten me through the last four years. Well, I'm I'm so, so sorry for your pain. Now, I, I have to ask this just for legal purposes. From all the things you said so far, do you give me permission that we can take quotes out of that to use in trying to help children? Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so very much. Well, I'm assuming then that you'll be on our coaching call this Thursday night since you're going through the program the second time. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, last last Thursday night, I was unable to do it. But this coming Thursday night, unless something drastic happens, <laughs> and I hope it doesn't, I'll actually be on that program I'll, and on that call with the people in that course. I'm so sorry for your pain, but I so much appreciate your courage in calling to tell us your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you do, all of you. Yeah. I I tell you what, my sister, I don't know you, but just listening to your heart, I love you too. And you don't have to do anything to earn that. Not one thing. Just be you. The only thing that's gotten me through is knowing that God loves me. And he does. And then a grace is a great thing. Yeah. May God be with you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I don't think I can handle any more calls. (laughs) I always think I can get to where that, you know, I can just do my job professionally and not be touched emotionally by the stories that I hear. I've only been in this business since 1994, so I don't guess I'm going to get there. May I give you a couple of ideas just as we end this up? First of all, next week, remember, next week's program is going to be how to get past the rumination. Those thoughts that get in your head and just go round and round and round and round. We're going to show you the things you can do. My friend Coy Walters will tell you how you can get to a point where you can get back control of your emotions and and your mind again. I have asked uh, Petra and Richard if they will be on with me the week after that. I sent them emails earlier this morning. have not yet heard from them. And uh, uh, if they uh, agree, we'll have them on the week after that. If not, the first, set, the first Tuesday they have available. Something else about the children. I noticed this today on Facebook. Um, I have not been able to be on Facebook as much lately as I like to be to respond to people who ask questions and make comments and et cetera. So forgive me that I haven't been on there a lot, but it's just been that busy around here. And I noticed that a person was asking, in essence, how do I use my children to get leverage over my husband so that maybe I can put my marriage back together. Now, she didn't say those words, but kind of I gave that message. May I say this to everybody who's having any kind of marriage problem whatsoever? Please, please, please do not ever use your children as pawns. You may have heard from the caller earlier when she said, you know, my dad didn't talk bad about my mom and my mom didn't talk bad about my dad. That's the way it should be. Even if your husband or wife is doing something terribly wrong, You can point out to your children, you know, based on what we believe in value, this is not right. Like I'm sure that Jolene has said to Jimmy, if you heard them talk to me earlier, that, you know, this is not 
this is not what our beliefs and values are. You can do that, but be very careful not to use your children's pawns, to use them as leverage against your spouse or to use them in any other way that puts them in between the two of you where they feel like that they're not being loved as they are for who they are. Now, some of you might be thinking, but wait a minute, Joe, I've been to the thing on your site where it talks about how to do interventions, and you mentioned there that you can use older children as part of the intervention. If you're trying to intervene with somebody who's doing something like, you know, excessive use of alcohol or, or in many other things. By the way, if you'd like to see that, go to Marriage Helper ER. That's Marriage Help ER, MarriageHelper.com. And you can and just type in the word intervention in the little search feature at the top of the page, and you'll find an ebook. It's like 30 or 40 pages long and two 45-minute audios telling you exactly how to do an intervention. Typically, if you're going to use your kids, make sure that they're older kids and that they have already come to you and said, I want to try to help save my dad, save my mom from these things that he or she is doing. So you let the kid decide to be part of that. You don't use the kid as a pawn. You don't make him or her feel that they're in between the two of you. You don't throw the other spouse under the bus because this is still their flesh and blood. It's still somebody that they love. And so be careful not to do that, please. And if you are ready to come to one of our workshops, we'll be doing one in this coming weekend, actually, right here in Nashville, another one in December, and then starting in January doing, I think, to a month here in the Nashville area. You can find out about that by calling, or actually, let me just send you to the, to the webpage. Go to marriagehelper.com, marriagehelper.com. You can find out all about those workshops there. By the grace of God, they're extremely successful. We don't preach at people. We treat everybody with deep respect. We don't cite scripture, even though I happen to be a Christian. Instead, we cite social science so that people can see that we're not trying to push our beliefs on them. We're showing them good, positive teaching from the social science world that's been validated again and again. We can help you hopefully put your marriage back together. The success rate consistently runs three out of four. Now, I realize that's not 100%, but three out of four is a really good shot at it. And if you want to know more about that, please go to our website, marriagehelper.com, marriagehelper.com, and you'll see phone numbers there. You can email us from there. You can fill out forms from there. Please, please let us help you. This program has been quite emotional for me, listening to the pain, somehow more than the regular programs, even though I hear pain every time I do it. Therefore, rather than going to full hour, I'm going to end the program now. May God be with us all. <laughs>